The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest, Charlie Clawson. First time guest, Charlie Clawson, uh, Jake Johansson. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that Charlie couldn't make it. Right. Yeah, for now for about six months. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, when I say it now, you are a Jake Johansson. Are you a Jake Johansson? Like, that is well, how you, you say mean? it, right? Like, I yeah, mean, Jake because, Johansson. Because yeah, somebody tried to tell me the other day that you'd say that Johansson, right? But I was going to say, well, surely you wouldn't be Jake with a J first name. And then if you were Jake Johansson and they both start with J's, that's a tough... Yeah, well, I've had other people tell me that that's how I they should say my name, right. Johansson, that it's really Johansson. Right. And I would say, well, no, my grandfather came from Germany when he was 12, and so this is the way that he said it, so this is the way I'm saying it. Right. But he may have changed it, too. That's what I... Well, that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you should actually... One day you can be Yake Johansson, and that'll be... <laughs> I hope that day. I don't want to live long enough for that to happen. I don't want to live long enough. Now, I live in kind of fear that there's going to become a more famous Jake Johansson or a more famous Jake comedian. Now, they, they just, someone tweeted me the other day that there's a Jake Johansson playing her who was drafted by the uh, Washington Senators, a pitcher. So the sooner his career tanks, the better really for me because... <laughs> I'm going to get pushed down the Google search results if there's a successful Major League Baseball player. Uh, there was a guy called uh, Will Anderson, uh, spelt with two L's, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Will Anderson who uh, dated Taylor Swift. And so oh, during congratulations th- on that. Well, honestly, during that time, I got a lot of people going, um, "Are you dating Taylor Swift?" <laughs> because they would be googling articles, and it would suddenly come up. Will and it would yeah. be like the top search on my name. Will Anderson is he dating Taylor Swift? I'm not dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, never have, that's never a good met one, her. Though. Is it? I don't know. Well, I had. Well, so the Google Alert, mm-hmm. which I barely know what a Google Alert is. I know enough of what a Google Alert is that I took one out on my name so I could find out what if people were saying something good. Right. And it's never anything good. Well, so <laughs> it's, some, it's you, YouTube. Just don't go on YouTube. Don't, right. don't read that. But uh, Don't read the YouTube comments in general. My friends and I used to play a game where we would try to find any YouTube video of anything that didn't get racist in the comments until after, like, five. We, we always said, you go five comments and there'd be something racist. Well, and then Wouldn't s- matter what it was. And then sometimes it goes back to being sort of nice and complimentary mm. and then reverts into racism yep. or or sexism or homophobia or both right you know you can actually be <laughs> racist and homophobic simultaneously <laughs> and i feel sorry for those people um but there was a jake johansson who murdered some people in oh. the midwest and i'm from the midwest oh but he's quite a bit younger than me but that that blew over he was convicted now he's in jail so no more headlines but that for a little while I was getting a lot of alerts. I mean, you know that. what it would have been good for, though? Uh, p- uh, press quotes on your posters. Because you could just, everywhere you're going, you could get little, yeah, Jake, Jake Johansson kills the Miami Herald. Uh, Jake Johansson <laughs> slays again. You, you know. just cut off the part about <laughs> wife and, right. or, or, yeah. You just okay. have to put the little dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
It'd be good. Yeah, well, I'm sure I can find those clippings now. Right. I can go back and get that. that that's really interesting, though. So when you uh, you talk about the Google Alerts, how good are you with things like the internet? Because this is the great thing about podcasting. It's meant that, you know, uh, you know, old sort of not really that technical guys of our age, and we were having a conversation just before we started this of like, what equipment do you use? How do you how do you make your podcast oh, work? Yeah. Because it's like it's essentially like we've gone to Harry Potter school. We've gone to Hogwarts because none of us know how it works, how it gets in the computer, how to do it properly. I'm completely magic as far as my wife is concerned, and and comedians who haven't done a podcast or did their you know I've got my website on that Squarespace thing that uh, because I heard it on This American Life and I was like okay I'll try that right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I could do it, so I can do my own website, but I can't. But then things happen, like uh, I was going to send you a message on Twitter. Right. And we had had a direct message chain going. Yeah. But then when I went into the Twitter app that I use, where the direct message chains are, our one had disappeared. And then... I, so, okay, first, why did that happen? I don't know. Right. I just assumed that you did something, right? You deleted, you just decided, oh, I don't need for this to keep happening. This is how he's finding me. But uh, that was my first, because you always go to paranoia. And oh, self, no, I agree. And self-loathing. It's um, always my first thing. Yeah. And so I have no idea how that, that disappeared. And then it was really tricky for me to then try and search and find you in there because I find that when you search inside of Twitter on the phone app, you can't. So anyway, I have, I'm stymied and I don't understand the ethics of it. Like if someone follows you, are you supposed to follow them back? If they're an audience member, you don't do that. But if they're sort of a, a person who's in show business, you're supposed to follow them back. But then what if they tweet all the time and it's just, and it's, and it's kind of like, I can't deal with this in my life. I, I feel like on Twitter or any sort of, I mean, I would never expect that anyone, you know, even guests that we have on the podcast have ever listened to the podcast. Like, it's not like you're making these things. And I, I, I'm the same with Twitter. Like, right. I think if you're using it in a professional capacity, it's therefore your audience. Now, some of your friends and stuff might follow you, but you know what? If you want to send me a message, you've got my fucking phone number. You can send me a message. I don't. That's well, the you other don't. thing. Like, I, mean, I but, gave you my phone right. number, and then and then I didn't. I you were like, give me your email, and so then we were emailing. Right. And then I thought, is this a weird thing of uh, like? Because you're from Australia, I thought, do you just not even have a phone here? Do you are you uh... part of that? The reason was was that because I was going back and forward for months, I kept doing that thing of... Essentially, I would just get burner phones. I like to refer them as burner phones now uh, that I've watched a while. drug dealer? Right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, in fact, I just left London because I was doing some shows there and I had like a little two-week burner phone in London that I had for two weeks and didn't even... There's too many numbers in my head already, so I didn't mm -hmm. learn my number. If some, if one of my friends needed to contact me, I'd get their number, I would send them a message, and then they would have my number. But in the whole time I had that phone, I did not once know what the number of that phone was. And when I got to the airport, and because it was like a, you know, it was a twelve-dollar phone, when I got to the airport, I really did destroy it, like the drug dealers destroyed them in the wire. Instead of like, you know, putting you it in the it bin, I took it apart, ripped out the battery, and threw it in the bin just for the. Just for the fun wow. of like... I thought you would say you'd hand it to a little kid or something. That's how they really do it. Well, so then the then the cops are chasing some little kid across town after your phone. That's true, but I the, the, I don't want a little kid looking at messages. Oh right, right. yeah, you got to delete your history. Got to be, that. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't know how to do that. that. No. 
It's I, so yeah. I, so for, for a while, I didn't have a regular phone here, yeah. so that is why I I, th- I thought it's always safer than because if I changed my phone number over all the time, you know, any people were messaging my old number or whatever, then mm. I didn't want that to be happening. So I always thought, well, email. I mean, I've still got my same email from when the internet was invented. Often when I you know email people, they're like. Oh, you're the guy who's keeping Yahoo afloat. I appreciate that someone's stuck with Yahoo. Would you every once in a while you get somebody who's got an AOL email? Yeah, and that's when that's I feel old like, school. look, you're, this is embarrassing for you now. <laughs> you need to get rid of that email. That's not good. I think I think AOL would like it if you got rid of their email. Right, then they, they can just uh, then they can just shut up the building. They want to evolve, and they're trying to evolve. They've got into other things. Yeah, yeah, they've they've moved yeah. on. They don't want email to be clogging up the system. So um, I did. Uh, see you on Letterman recently. Um, no, well... Well, the beginning of this year. Beginning of this yep. year, uh, which is recently enough. Mm-hmm. And then somebody told me that that was the 42nd time you'd been on Letterman. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, it was the 42nd time. Over a lot of... Over a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm older than I seem, I think. What does that mean? I did... You, well, you... 42 times would be a lot if I'd been doing comedy 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think forty-two times is a lot, no matter how yeah, long you've been coming. It's a lot of times. I feel like if you did, I feel like if I did Letterman once a year, right? I would feel like each of those years had been good years. Yeah, it is once. Nowadays, it's once a year. Right. Nowadays, it once, but this, it's once it, a year. For it, a few years, it was two, three times a year. Right. Yeah, for a but few what years. I'm saying is, most comedians in the world, if you said to them, you can do Letterman once a year, they would go, gee, my life's going well. So, essentially, that means you've been you've been in comedy for 42 years, right? <laughs> no. Well, you're right. So, no, a couple of years. In I that did sense, spend, though. A couple, yeah. So, it's I'm not I'm not that old, as old as, old as that would be. But uh, I guess oh no, what you just made me think of the whole thing of like yeah, people look at oh you got to do this. If I did that, I would be happy. And then it's and then you think well I am happy. But uh, no matter what it is that you're achieving, there's always some other little thing that it's bugging you that you're not achieving. Of course, you know that's just sort of. I mean, but that's the very nature of why you keep doing things. But also, I think... Is that why I keep doing things? I don't know. (laughs) Lack of other skills? Is it lack of other skills? (laughs) Yes, that is it. Because the other thing is sometimes it feels like the reason that I want to quit doing everything. The idea that, like, really, this is not enough? I still have a desire to do another thing? Why can't just this... I would be happy if this... Why isn't this enough, you know? Yeah, but you wouldn't be a stand-up comedian if anything was enough. Like, mm. surely there's something else going on there. Like, I mean, and I don't mean it has to be some deep, dark psychosis that you're trying to deal with, but I mean, the very nature of the fact no, that you... No, we don't say that out loud to each other. <laughs> <laughs> the very nature of going and standing in front of a room full of strangers and, you know, uh, you know, thinking that the best way for you guys to com- communicate is they sit there and pay and you get to talk it, is by its very nature an interesting idea, I think. Well, we're off. We're fix my. I think we're fixing something that went wrong in junior high. And what? Well, okay, you know, that's interesting. You know, theory. We're going out what do you mean by that? Well, we didn't get. Uh, you know, if I had gotten to be captain of the football team and marry the prom queen and whatever, inherit my dad's paving business, 
I things Maybe. might have been different. You might have only done seven Letterman's. Yeah, well, or zero. <laughs> I mean, I, I might have been happy. I was just... going to say you might have done a stupid Petrix or a gone gone. Oh yeah, I could have. You might have been the guy in the audience. I could have still got on, and I'd be talking about that right. now. That would be it. My one time. I would just be wearing that out. I'd be constantly pulling it out of my pocket and showing it, showing the picture, the little metaphorical, look at this, it's shiny now because I've shown it to so many people. Instead of the 42, I'm, it's like I can't even keep track of them all. But, uh, <laughs> sad. Maybe that's why that Jake Johansson guy started killing people. He, he was just so sick of every time he was Googling his own name Look, that it was your Letterman appearances that were coming up that he thought, I've got to, I've got to get something, I've got to get my name on the board. If I haven't resorted to killing people, there is no excuse for any person <laughs> who shares my name to start <laughs> killing people. Okay? Uh, do you remember the first time you did Letterman? I, I am, fa- sorry, I, I'm not going to, you know, but I'm fascinated by it because David Letterman to me is someone on the internet the other day posted a little collage. And it, it was a collage of one of those moments where that I've always enjoyed about Letterman, but I thought that no one else, you know, and this is what I love about Letterman the most is that often the littlest jokes, the jokes that are not getting a laugh, the jokes that are just his joke that he does all the time are the mm-hmm. things that fascinate me and make me think that he's an absolute genius. And one of them is at the end when he's saying goodbye to the band, he will often ask the drummer if they rented the drums. Like, you know, he's going around saying thank you to everybody. Uh-huh. He'll be like, they're your drums? Did you rent those? Like, And it's like, it's not really a joke joke, but he does but- it to the biggest bands in the world and he'll ask them if they rented their drums. And someone the other day did a comp- like a two and a half minute compilation of him asking all these people, did they rent their drums? And I saw the link for that video, but I didn't, I was curious about it, but I thought, well, I, I feel like I know what this is going to be. Right. I don't know if I have to watch it, but I think, yeah, those that's the best with him is the things that he thinks, you know, he thinks that's a funny joke. Right. And then you also know that he knows that everybody who's seen it three times now thinks it's a funny joke. It's like this little inside joke that, right. that he has with those people. And then everybody else is just like, why did he ask that? Right. You know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the idea that he's still doing that now, after all those years. I mean, that's the thing about uh, him. When I started doing his show, it was the late show. It was the, you know, it was was the now, who's Jimmy Fallon spot on NBC. And uh, it was just a weird thing that happened late at night. And, uh, And he wanted to be Johnny Carson. And then... I mean, that was his idol, and yeah. now he is that. Now he is. I mean, to me, to you, I feel like Letterman is the shit. I mean, he's the guy. He's he's the hero. Can you believe how long he's been on TV operating at this level of success? Anyway, I know, I, but I, I agree with that. And and the, part of the reason I brought it up is there's been rare times in my life where. Um, I felt so intimidated by the idea of a gig that I feel like I have a genuine blockage in my mind about it because in my mind I have this real, and I've been lucky enough, you know, during my career to play heaps of good shows and mm. play with heaps of good people. But there's just this one thing in my head. Ah, see, Remember I we told said, you this is, you're lucky enough yeah. that we're having a phone call during your podcast. I'm going to turn this <laughs> off now. Usually I have a phone call during my podcast. I'd like to, I'd right. like to. Oh, well, for fans I of your I podcast, I ignored him and then I accidentally answered when I was turning it on. Right. To, now he's going to call back, and then right. I, so, but he's on airplane mode now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, Letterman is the one where I keep thinking in my mind. I keep thinking, oh, I'd like to get good enough to do Letterman before Letterman 
dies or retires. Well, and I feel like I've good got enough. A... I mean, certainly you're good enough to do Letterman. Well, I mean, Letterman good enough though. Like, because the thing about Dave is that he has a certain type of comedian that he really likes, and mm-hmm. and you know, and they are genu- generally really like world class comedians and world class comedians who are are interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw it. There's a young, uh, the young. I say young, but he's he's young in comedy terms. South African guy called Trevor Noah, uh, who's only 29, and he did Letterman the other night. And I saw his mm-hmm. show in Sydney. And even when I was watching his show in Sydney, when I heard he was on Letterman, I was just like, "Yep, he's the sort of person that they would look at and go, yeah, he's clever. He's got a little you know, edge, like something that's a bit offbeat. To mm-hmm. you know, it's not mm-hmm. straight predictable stuff. And and that's what he likes. And and yeah, and that's what they book. And that's why you love the comedians who go on Letterman because they are those people. Yeah, yeah. Well, and somebody told me once when I was going on, because I've been on a few times now on or very near Dave's birthday. Right. And they said, oh, yeah, we like he likes you, so we try and have you on because then he likes that. And then someone explained it to me like he doesn't get to... This is how he sees comedy. Right. He, like, he's not going out to the meltdown... No. showcase night to hang out with his friend or watch his set he you have to come you have to right. come on his show for him to get to see you do a set <laughs> that's that's uh, you know i don't know would you want that life for yourself i certainly you wouldn't turn it down but when you kind of realize the reality of like oh you get to be so famous that the only live entertainment you get to see is people coming on your show right well it's still not a bad option though like, it's still not a bad... You can still get those people on. You know, you get to sit there every night yeah, and watch great. one of the best bands in the it's world. And... Yeah, Paul Simon sings songs on your roof. Right. Sure, that's terrific. Uh, that's what I used to love about it. Particularly in the old days, there used to be that real spirit of adventure and uh, about the way that they did it. I mean, I remember, you know, there was times where he'd have just the same band on for the week. You know, they come in on, a, like, a Monday and he'd like them so much. I feel like he did it with, like, Pearl Jam er, on the early days or, like, the Counting Crows or, like, one uh, of those sort mm. of kind of first alt bands. And the whole thing was, like, he loved them on Monday and then they came back Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, you know? So you would have been watching in Australia then. Yeah. Right? That was our big... I mean, for me, I was saying this to someone the other day. I was I was in Minneapolis and one of the things that... Um, on, you know, on the back wall there at Minneapolis, you know, you played... Um, at, yeah, at the co- yeah. And... Uh, at the Acme, and uh, and yeah, that you sign your name up on their He's got little that board little box now, right? where you've got a little tiny square. Yeah, yeah. and you can see which week everyone was uh-huh. there, and you, your mm-hmm. name's there, and a bunch of like you know some of the biggest comedians you know yeah. in the yeah, country yeah. are there. And the week before me, Emo Phillips had been there. Oh yeah, Emo's great. And so when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, you know, sitting in the country watching Letterman, watching stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. it was you know it was Emo Phillips, you know, it was those sort of guys, right, and they. Right. The idea that I was even playing the same club as that person or whatever. But that was the way I saw comedy. You know, we had, you know, a couple of TV networks and one of them played Letterman and, you know, that was that was all the comedy we would really see Was from it on America. at a regular time? Of day, like, what time of day would it be on? It, 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 so, it, it, it was night time. They weren't getting it. I mean, there's none of this, like... I mean, it was probably, yeah, the week before's episode and it would play... But it would play at late night, like, in that same sort of slot. It would play... Yeah. Australia doesn't have as big a late night TV tradition. So, here... Um, the Australians tend to go to bed about 9.30. <laughs> it's really sad. Well, you've got to get up and fight kangaroos or something, don't you? I mean, 
<laughs> you know, it's busy work down there. I mean, from the cartoons I've seen about right. kangaroos, they, they're trying to fight you right. all the time. Oh, uh, they're constantly boxing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of documentary. Evidence. So that's got to be tough because they get up. They're not staying up late watching TV. Right. Those kangaroos are outside sleeping, just waiting for you to come out to the mailbox, <laughs> and they're going to kick your ass. So I get it. It was uh, no, so, but there is not that late night tradition like here, where you know programs are coming on at twelve thirty at night, and people are watching those programs. Yeah, well, twelve. Just, 12 30, well, when I was a kid, <laughs> let's get back to how old I am. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's before there there wasn't everybody didn't have cable. You know, and so they would TV would stop. There would stop being TV. Right. You know, like at one thirty in the morning. They'd play the national anthem and show you a picture of a flag, and then it would just be static or test pattern until the next morning at six in the morning when they'd come on and tell you some news. It was just like, yeah, we're done. I'm sorry, you're still looking at the TV. Where I this was, this is over. Where I was from, a local uh, sort of children's character would come on and tell you that TV was done for the night. Like it was a, a dude in a suit, and it like was literally like, well, that's all for tonight. You know, go to bed. But it would be the children's yeah. TV host. I it was love like that a- that's the guy who's coming on at night. We know that there's something remedial about you, that you're still watching television at this time of day. Well, I feel like if you have to explain to people that it's time to turn the television off and go to bed, then, you know, the children's character is probably the best person. He's the guy who's the least likely to make them cry. Right. You know, like, look, it's just time to go night-night now. It's not the end of the world. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back again. But that was then before VCRs and stuff, too, so you couldn't really watch... You couldn't really watch anything, but uh, yeah, now there's now everything is going all night long. Although then some of these networks, it, well, I, it's okay for us to drift off the topic. We don't have. This to is keep all we do on yeah, this good. podcast. Some of these channels, like you turn on the History Channel. I was backstage in Denver. So have you been to Denver yet? The Comedy Works. I did. It, it's oh, played it earlier this year. It was fantastic. Did you do downtown or the other room? D- uh, downtown. No, uh, oh, hang on, I'm not even sure Lodo, which one's which. in the basement? It's in the basement one, Yeah, that that's one. the downtown one. Yeah, right, Yeah, okay. Lodo, so that's the original, I mean, that's a great room. The last time I was there, I was at the other, the South Club, which is another terrific room, but backstage, they have a TV, and so I got there, and from the moment I got to the club, which is maybe 40 minutes before the show's going to start, until... I came off stage, they had the History Channel on, and I guess we had control over this, but it was non-stop Pawn Stars. And it's like, I don't, how, what do pawn shops have to do with history right. beyond Sorry. You know, the obvious short answer? Just for a second, I was like, I thought you said, like, it was Pawn Stars, like, as in, like, it was Pawn Stars. And oh, I was like, no. they've got, I was like, have they got Pawn Stars present historical... I mean, that would get the kids interested, I yeah. suppose. But Well, that's a show that I would have watched for four hours. Right. Porn, porn star. See, <laughs> you had the same problem that my wife, who I didn't mention on the here yet. She's from she, New Zealand. She's from New Zealand, where they don't get Letterman. You know, when you say you're going to be on Letterman, they're like, oh, I think I can root around in the late night, you know, set the DVR. If it comes on at three in the morning and they only Also, if you're in Australia so. and you said you were going to root around late night, that's a whole yeah, that's different, a different thing, yeah, thing as know, well. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I did hear you on your podcast uh, recently talking about that idea of what, what you could watch on the internet when you went to New Zealand, which is uh, is a problem that I encounter everywhere I go. Because if you have like a Hulu Plus subscription or if you have a, like a yeah. Netflix or whatever. So can you answer my question about that? Yeah, you'll be watching nothing. It won't work. No, it won't work. It'll just say, it'll I'm be sorry. All geo, it'll be, all be geo-blocked. 
It says you're American. Yeah. We're on to you. Yeah. Turn that off yeah. or buy a buy a New Zealand one. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. For two reasons. One basically is New Zealand won't get those shows fuck for you. another five years. And fuck you. Yeah. Those are the two reasons. <laughs> and also New Zealand still has like bicycle power internet. It is it is pretty like the internet there. I remember one day there was a I happened to be at the New Zealand Comedy Festival when the final episode of Lost was on, mm. and I was obsessed by Lost. I love oh, that I show. I love Lost too. We can talk about that now. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah. Because I was a person who never gave up on Lost. There were some people who were like, you know, who got to a point with Lost. I would like to speak to those people personally, and I also want... I would like to never speak to those people again. Well, they're just wrong. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> Yes, Jake Johansson. I, how many seasons were there? I think there was like... I think six set, or seven, six right? Or seven, six yeah. or seven. Yeah. So... I had watched... Not enough, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I had watched four that my neighbor acquired on the internet through special means that only he understands how to do. But right. they were on a hard drive, so I could watch them. Even though you could get DVDs and whatnot, I, that's how I was, I'd watch them. And then, then you could stream them on um, Netflix or something for a while. Maybe you can again now. So I watched four seasons, and then when the fifth season came out, I went back and rewatched from the beginning up, and then through that season, and and then stuck with it to the end. And then I went back, I think, and watched them all again after that, just because I was I I just I couldn't believe while I was watching it the next time that that they had actually laid the track for what was happening early on. Like, it wasn't... Like, as you're watching it, you think, you're thinking of the writers in this room like like it's, it's some kind of weird domestic uh, situation between the writers where they're just trying to fuck each other over. Like, I'm going to make up some shit that there is no way you can get out of next week. You know, that's what it seemed like. But then when you watch it, all is a thing... It's really intricate, and it all makes sense. In it's the all way... there from, but even the the yeah the black and white, the chess scene, the good versus that's yeah. all there in that first episode. In the first episode, there's stuff that gets paid off in the final season of Lost that is in the first episode. I it, mean, it's. I would say that the last two episodes were slightly as they as they sort of have to be when you kind of finally come to the end of explaining something, which. That's what we all crave with life. We crave to come to the end. Like I'm going to live this whole life, and right at the end, I'm going to know what it what what it was about. And you don't ever get that in life. And so, the idea that it would be satisfying in a TV show is like it can't be because no one can ever make up a satisfying explanation to everything. And that's why there isn't one. But uh, yeah, so I felt a little bit of that at the end, but not a ton. I I, I really kind of stuck with it all the way through to the very end. I, I like to say to people who say, you know, who kind of tuned in a lot and then kind of watched the last episode and they're like, oh, the last episode sucked. I'm like, the, you know what the last episode was? That final season. Because there was episodes during that final season where like storylines that had been yeah. there for all those, you know, and it might have been the third last one or the fourth last one, but that mystery that you loved or that thing that you were really interested in or that character story that you were really into resolved itself four weeks before the end. Or f But they kind of wrapped mm -hmm. up a lot of that stuff that I thought was, they solved enough of the mysteries and left enough up in the air and... Anyway, so I'm in New Zealand when the final episode goes to air. And you need to watch it. And I need to watch it. And I certainly can't wait for people to be fucking this up for me. So I've gone... Oh, yeah. B-T-W-G-O-T. I haven't watched the last episode <laughs> yet, so don't mention that right now. 
<laughs> but you even know that, like, you you don't, like, you know it's one of those I'm things. I'm just saying caution, because you may have watched that. If you watch the other thing, you might be watching that also. Right. But so anyway, so you need to see it before someone tells you the thing that you don't want to know so that you can, and, and what happened. So, right. I mean. So, I, but this would be how many years ago? Uh, well, this is my point about New Zealand and internet. This is what I, so I'm staying in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, you know, most of the places you stay in the States now, it's like a lot of the places it's complimentary wireless internet, you know? Unless it's a really swanky hotel right. and then they charge you. The more expensive the hotel, the more expensive the internet. But the businessman hotel, you know, those those Holiday Inn Express or some yep. of those other ones, I stayed at a Hyatt something or other last weekend that's like where business people stay on the road you get a you have a little living room and you have a bedroom and a and a kind of a bathroom area and it's free internet they got breakfast buffet downstairs they'll make you an omelet it's all included you know and then you go to the and then you go to the fancy schmancy four seasons it's like yeah well the internet it's 1895 you know we have to dig a hole to get it <laughs> All right, so that's what it's like everywhere in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, so I was staying at, uh, I think, the, uh, the the casino in town is where they put you up for the festival. It's kind of the one of the... North- what town were you in? So I'm in Auckland. Right. And uh, it was $30 a day for the internet. Oh! Oh, wait. That's $30 a day if... Plus you, you only get a megabyte. Right. Yeah. You, and to download, like, the last episode of Lost, which was like a two-episode last episode... Mm-hmm. It cost me well over three hundred dollars. <laughs> Are you shitting? But That's... I couldn't. But I and I knew it. I knew that it was going to cost. Like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, I said, you "Well, you know it. what? It's worth it. I'm just going to spend my three hundred dollars. I've spent three hundred dollars before on you know a night out or something stupid that I won't enjoy mm-hmm. as much as I enjoyed the last episode of Lost. Just spend it." But it drove Do you me have crazy. It? You downloaded it. You owned it. You can watch it over and over again yes. on your telephone. Yes, I can. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but this is what I found about uh, traveling. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I love... One of the greatest things about being in America is that, uh, you know, the access to entertainment and to be able to travel with your entertainment. Yeah, because as you, you get this, being on the road, it's not like you can sit at home on a, you know, every Thursday night at 9.30 and catch that episode of that show. You want to be able to watch it in your own time, yeah, at your convenience. Oh, yeah, it's great right? now. And, and it is great now. And you can take it on the road, but then you go out of the country and they're like, oh, no, you can't watch it. Well, and even the limits on the internet, like when I go to my mother-in-law's house, um, her husband, I mean, they're 70, but her husband's in charge of the computer internet setup. And so he's got a router with a wire that connects right. to his computer. So he doesn't have Wi-Fi, but the router only has one hole in it. So when I bring my Apple airport thing so i can set up a little wi-fi network in his house i have to unplug his computer so you know i need some kind of router splitter thing to kind of patch myself in and then he's afraid i'm gonna you know black the neighborhood out when i plug it in so you can only have it in for a couple minutes and check your email and then we got to get off because he has to be oh god but even that home network has limits on what you can download and watch like i don't think they could have netflix in New Zealand, right? Because from my experience, is because everybody's on a wife uh, on a uh, internet subscription that only allows a certain amount of megabytes, and even their phones, even their smartphones, it's like, yeah, we, I don't get my email on it. You know, like what? You know, I can't. You can't browse. We don't. 
We don't browse anything or Twitter. They don't even talk on their phones. Do you talk on your phones in Australia? Because they don't even talk on their phones in New Zealand. You, you're in this weird game where make them call you because if they call you, they pay. So when your cell phone rings in New Zealand, you you answer it because fuck that other guy. If you, right? <laughs> If you if you let it go to voicemail like that right. situation somebody's calling you don't let it go to voicemail you pick it up and now they're on the hook. That's interesting. I I've been because with my Australian phone here, which obviously I don't use while I'm here, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, they have international global roaming charges for those things, which are just they always act like they're doing you a favor too. Oh yeah, you could take your phone to New right. Zealand. Yeah, yeah, take it. Do it. You turn, got, just turn it on. You've got four hundred thousand dollars, right? Just, you turn, just it turn it on. You do need to give us the mortgage to your house. Yeah. But apart from that. We're gonna t we're gonna put it. It hurts when we install it, right? But then it just bleeds you dry. It's completely <laughs> painless. But if someone rings me from Australia when I'm overseas, I pay for that. In Australia, I like you know I don't pay for someone ringing me. But if if they ring me while I'm overseas, I pay for that. I pay for them ringing me. You pay for them calling you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's but that's fair fair play. I mean, they don't know where you are. That's how it works. Right. If I turn my phone on in New Zealand my American phone just to text someone, hmm. but accidentally during that time, a call comes in. Even if it goes to voicemail, I have to pay the amount of time that they spend on voicemail as if they called me right. in New Zealand. It can't just go straight to American voicemail. It's They've got it set up. What I'm saying is these are the big problems of the world. So <laughs> They are the big problems. Look, I feel like a lot of things would be... If people could just watch TV on their phones... <laughs> In their house, whatever they want, whenever they want. Porn stars. Come on. <laughs> so well, that's where we left off this. Um, so my wife is playing a, 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 some kind of, it was some kind of guessing game with someone. And, um, and the word was car. Okay. No, the word was spa, like health spa. Oh, okay. And yeah. she was telling the kid it rhymes with that thing that you drive around in. And I said, no, it doesn't. It rhymes with that in New Zealand. That thing you drive around in car rhymes with spa in New Zealand because you say car. Right. But in America, car and spa do not rhyme. <laughs> but she actually, that was the hint that, that she gave an American kid to guess spa, is right. that it rhymes with car. Yeah, because to me, they, they do rhyme, of course. Yeah, no, I get it. So, have you visited New Zealand? Because I know you're about to go there, but have yeah, you visited this would be over my the years? Sixth time or yeah. so, yeah. But I've never done comedy there. Because the only comedy club is that uh, the classic, the classic in Auckland, and so I just haven't been there on a day when it's been on. It's not, it's not that big anyway, right? It's only a hundred seats. It's yeah, pretty small. it's a good club though. Like if I you ever get great. the chance to I hear play it's great. it, they have a great community there. And Scott, the guy who runs it, is a yeah big comedy fan. Like you know, books good comics and stuff. So it's it's yeah, a fun yeah. it's a fun place. Um, sorry, but you are you going to Australia for the first time? This will or be my first time in Australia. Yeah, because. American Airlines, which is my airline, not just because it's got American in the name, right. <laughs> but it's the big one that goes everywhere from L.A. So I'm on American so I can get frequent flyer miles. And then, then I don't, the last thing I want to do, luckily I married someone who lives really far away so I can burn off my frequent flyer miles going to New Zealand. Otherwise, I, we would have to take vacations in America, which would take forever to burn up all my miles, and I'd be flying even more. So Qantas, who's American's partner, used to have a direct flight to Auckland, but this year they decided, no, you can go to Sydney. And so I'm flying to New Zealand via Sydney and then home via Sydney, but on the way home we're going to stop in Sydney. 
And I am going to, I did get set up, thank you. Um, oh, at the, great. So I'm going to do sets on Friday and Saturday. At the, at the Sydney uh, Comedy Store? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Oh, well, that's good news. And that's in, uh, well, I should plug it, because people... Yeah, uh, so I think there. it's uh, July the 12th to the 14th, which is... Um, but uh, also uh, what we will do, and, and uh, we'll find it now, yeah, but... 12th, 12th 13th. 12th and 13th uh, at the Sydney Comedy Store, which is um, the best, uh, you know, uh, regular comedy uh, venue in Australia. So if you're in Sydney, uh, definitely go down and check out Jake. And uh, closer to it also, I'll make sure that I post all the dates on the... Uh, web webpage and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, uh, I just had... To, I flew here on Air New Zealand from... I was just in London. Mm. And... Uh, How was that? Well, so I normally fly uh, Qantas or a Qantas because exactly the same situation as what you're saying. Right. Because when I'm uh, at home touring most of the time, I fly Qantas most of the places, so mm -hmm. I have all these miles. So when I go overseas, what I tend to do is, like, I'll book a... You know, a certain type of fare and try to use my miles to upgrade, you know, yeah, my yeah. flight. I've got bad hips, and so, like, uh, you know, if I can, I'd love to... Really? Yeah. That's, you have to explain why you want to upgrade? Is that, is that the kind of... Is that... Is that who doesn't want to upgrade? I've got bad hips because I want to upgrade. I like to sit in a big chair and get free drinks and shrimp. I That's why I upgrade. I understand what you're saying. I feel like I always need to upgrade because... Oh, you do it all the time because of your hips. Because of my hips. Well, the, they've got those seats now, the size of them. Like, if you don't have your ass all the way back and mm. someone else reclines, you can get your... You can get it hurt. Well, I, I was uh, flew to Alaska, and that was like nine hours, really, on the plane, you know, by mm -hmm. the time you flew mm -hmm. both legs of it. And I couldn't walk the next day because it was, you know, oh, just really? regu regular flights because, you know, a comedy club was booking me. So when I was flying back from London, it's nearly 11 hours. And so I was like, uh, Qantas... Uh, I, anyway, I couldn't get a flight. I couldn't guarantee that I was going to be in a big seat. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what? Look around and see if you can just find a cheap airfare, like a cheap business class airfare. I don't care what airline it is. Just find the cheapest business class air airfare you can find. And if it's cheap enough, I'll just buy it outright and, right. and do that. Turned out I could fly from London to uh, LA for fifteen hundred dollars on Air New Zealand business class. That's pretty class. good, right? Yeah, really good. That's really good. And so yeah, that's I mean only a couple hundred more than Coach. Right. I mean that's and the reason for it is that it's not a uh, it's not a London uh, LA flight. It's a London Auckland flight that goes through LA. So uh -huh. y if you can pick up one of those fares, you know that someone doesn't need that part of the you know thing. Mm -hmm. you, and particularly, I imagine a lot of people go in LA to Auckland. So maybe that London, LA, Auckland. Yeah, it just yeah, happened it's that just a chair good, was open right. during that little block of it. So it was yeah. perfect. Uh, the only thing that was, and, and, and a really good airline Air New Zealand. Did you go to the lounge? Because their lounge, at least the lounge for Air New Zealand to come here from there, is like, man, it's there's just a whole nother kind of life that people are living. This Free <laughs> snacks and food and internet and cocktails. And it's just like, holy cow, really? This is like, it's like being a grown-up child. I can right. just do whatever I want and it doesn't cost anything. Well, it is brilliant. And I think the airline's really good as well. The, 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 like All the crew are really friendly, mm -hmm. which is something that you kind of forget that airlines used to be like. You know, they're yeah, really friendly, uh, including my favourite bit was when... Because, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they give you the menu at the start and it's that great thing where they've got the picture of the chef who's designed the menu and, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. he's the local New Zealand chef who's come up with the menu. Mm -hmm. But then the guy came around who's taking the orders and he's, yeah, he introduced himself. He said, I'll be cooking for you tonight. And I was like, really? Is there a, Like, are you cooking for us tonight? I'm not... Yeah. You mean you're going to push the big <laughs> red button? 
and then when it turns green, you're going to open the drawer and get the food out. Right. So, uh, but they, one of the things I really enjoy about flying in New Zealand is, and this is such a weird thing to say, but their safety demonstration videos. Oh yeah, did you see the one where they, everybody was naked? Amazing. That, yeah, that was. They had great. a Lord of the Rings one, which is fantastic. Now they have a Bear Grylls one, which is is actually very very funny. Like I was, you do watch it. You're actually going. Yeah. I've been yeah. on a plane a lot of the time, and I'm actually enjoying your safety video. I uh, nearly missed a plane though because I'm I'm bad with. Uh, looking after myself, Jake. So, um, I... <laughs> That's, that makes it sound like you're in a diaper right now. Well, I, I think that... A pro- little bit? Would you I like think to that be- professionally, I am in a diaper. Really? Yeah. I feel like my management do a lot of, you know, things that I as a human being should, you know, be more across. I'm a sort of person that I'm, I'm, I never know where I am next week. I never know what time the flight is. Well, or I when don't the... know that either. My wife is always calling me on a Saturday to find out what time I come home on Monday from wherever I am out of town. And I said, I don't know. I won't know that until Sunday night right before I go to bed. Right. And, and then you'll check. Out, yeah. And then I'll figure it out. Or who's picking us up at the airport? And I go, it'll be a person who asks me if I'm me or else I'll look at my phone and figure it out. I don't, I, I don't need to know that ahead of time. So I'm a little, I can relate. Right. I uh, got a full cavity search. The only time that it's ever happened as I've flown, I got a full cavity search flying into the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival the first time that I went there because when I went through, and it was back in the day where they used to be, yeah, to fill in all those forms to go through and, yeah, yeah. you know, and so I was there to work. I didn't know where I was staying I didn't know who was picking me up. And the guy's asking me all these questions like, you know, well, where are you staying while you're in town? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, um, they said, well, like, you know, who's picking you up? I said, I assume, like, when, when I walk out of these doors, there'll be someone with a sign right. that has my name on it, and oh, they will take me to the place see, where I'm staying. like it was and, a bad thing. I'm exactly the same. I've been right. doing this for 30 years, and that's how you do it. Like, well, why do I need to know the name of that guy until I shake his hand and he tells me his name? And then it's like, hi, I'm your new friend. We're friends now. Right. Well, okay, good. Well, uh, yeah. that reassures me a little so bit, I'm on too. Board. Okay. Now, when you say a full cavity search, do you mean really? Yeah, full cavity like search. Like they looked in your ass? Well, I don't know if they looked, but he certainly felt around. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, bend over and I'm going to take it? Bend a- over. And I didn't, I, he, didn't oh. like, he didn't go a long way up. Like, I think it's more, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's more a cursory Just, sort of... Just, uh, yeah, I thought you were more like it was, this was comedian's I've, license no, of I've, exaggeration. I've you're traveled... saying You're saying he actually took a peek at your... At your business. Yeah. I've yeah. travelled for 18 years and it's only ever happened once. So I think as a strike rate, that's oh, sure. not yeah. too bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, <laughs> the whole drop your pants. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The, here's the worst thing. Is that... It, when it comes to that, I'm t- I, my whole thing, because I've gotten bogged down at Denver before where I find that they can be very serious about security... You know, I just really am trying to honestly, this is who I am. This is where I worked. That's a DVD in my show. I really am a comedian. And they, and they always take this, we're just doing our job. I go, I'm not trying to stop you doing your job. I'm just saying you're about to put your finger in a guy's ass right. who's on TV. He's a comedian on TV. <laughs> so what you're doing later on is going to be right. as seem as ridiculous to you as it seems to me now. Yeah. That's It just seems silly to me that you're searching me while some other guy... I'm I'm so not the guy. Right. And it's so easy for you to tell without having to put your finger in my ass. But, uh, go, but go ahead. Well, I think this is also the thing is, and, uh, is that normally if you have that little information, 
like they normally do trust you because it's all, like the people who are trying to commit crimes have their stories down pat. They're not walking through customs like, oh no, I don't know who's picking me up or where I'm going or where I'm staying, you know? Well, except for like the, this was my joke though about the shoe bomber was like, how, this guy was not one of their top guys. He's trying to light his shoe yep. in his seat right. on the plane. <laughs> like, I, if I, if it was my first flight and a guy was trying to light his shoe, I would take him out. Right. I was like, you're getting one in the balls and one in the face, right. and I'm going to put that match out and it's over. I mean, I'm not going to, you can't, so some of these Did guys are out? stupid. Right, like underpants true. bomb, that's not even a thing. That's Did not it, a real thing that you can do. Did it ever come out that why he'd started it in his seat? Like, why didn't he go to the toilet? Why didn't he go to the bathroom to light his shoe? Was it the no smoking in the bathroom warning? That they got you know, yeah, stuff? it was, or or the seatbelt <laughs> sign with light was on. It's like right. this is what I'm told I'm uh, supposed to do. I don't want lights on. I don't want to break any yeah, rules. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real player by the rules guy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> the real reason he was doing that is because he's a moron. <laughs> Uh, well, so this it almost got me in trouble. It almost meant that I missed my flight back here, is my reliance on other people to tell me where I'm going. So I looked at my diary, which is what I always do, and my flight details are in my diary, as they always are. When you say diary, what do you mean? Uh, so, uh, like, I, I have, a, like, a, a, com a computer diary that my okay, management... Okay, not it's not like an old school... No, yes, it's no. like the diary of Anne Frank. I just sit around and I... No, listen... <laughs> You don't even know who I'm dealing with. I'll take you in to my house and show you my wife's the way she keeps track of phone numbers and stuff. It's complete. Like, look at this. I asked, can you write down our um, um, confirmation numbers for our trip? So she, I've cut the edges of this envelope off, but that's what she gave me. Oh, my so God. It's written kind of crazy <laughs> sideways. These two numbers are transposed. It's like, if I was going to write that down for someone, I'd write it like this so that I so that they could read it. But so, It does look like something so, you would see on the wall of a cave on Lost. So, so when you said diary, I just assumed you're working with some old right. school Filofax thing and you're yeah. jamming other pieces. It's got some pictures of business that cards and Yeah. Well, no, no. It's, it's the computerized, it's a computerized diary thing, right. that my management update with what I have to do that day and I just look at it and go okay I've got that meeting oh. at 3 I've got that thing at 6:15 I've got how do they do that can I, you teach me how to I don't know how do they that? do that I just but know how to on, open it and read it is it on your phone too uh, I think that you can get oh, it on yeah. your phone but I don't know how to do that is it a google calendar thing it's yeah it's some I'm asking I, too many questions you're asking, you look at your cal you look at your diary I'm totally killing this you know what I enjoyed it no you know what I enjoyed about that the most was from my first like when I said I don't know you continued to ask me more questions as if if you asked me the right question I would suddenly know the thing that I didn't know three questions ago <laughs> I would I thought I could <laughs> no I never knew that you would be able to tell me what it was but i thought i thought it was like a game show where i thought well i'll be able to ask you enough things right. that even though you don't know i will be able to figure out what it is but it's uh, some sort of uh computerized diary that they can put uh, things in and i can open up my computer and i can see when my time of my things are mm -hmm. i don't everything else is a mystery mm -hmm. but i know how to open it Mm -hmm. So, um, I, uh, in the same way as before I did a podcast, I knew how to download podcasts, but I had no idea how people got a podcast into a computer. I just knew that they were there, and if I clicked on that button, it would download into my phone. Oh, yeah. Well, I still have a vague understanding. You upload it to a place, and then iTunes sucks it from that place into people's phones and computers. That's how I understand it. Right. That's actually more advanced than my understanding of it. But I thought you were going to say something. Like, my wife, she'll say, I need a... a like SBU drive. And I know she means USB drive, right. but she just can't, she can't ever say USB. She always says SBU. 
All right. So I they'd put the they'd put the time in wrong in my diary. This is the whole. Mm. The, so it was someone's just completely. Uh, so it was obviously the time it was. 16.25, so 4.25 was meant mm. to be the flight, and someone's dropped the one somewhere and thought my flight was at 6.25. So I, in the evening. So this is in my diary. So it's meant... Well, 6.25 is not in the evening, though. That would be you'd show up in the morning if you're on twenty if you're on army time. Right, but this wasn't on army time. It just oh, said... Oh, I see. Yeah, 6.25. Your okay. flight is at 6.25. Yeah. So I luckily went out to the airport three hours before my flight. And you got there because I was going to go and yeah. check out the really cool lounge and hang out yeah. in it and oh. take advantage of all that. So, so I've just wandered up thinking I've got three hours until my flight. The mm-hmm. most casual that I've ever been, you know, going to an airport. So I'm checking in. I'm just enjoying myself. I know I'm flying business class. I'm about to go up to the lounge. Like I'm just. It's, you know, instead of like dreading going to the airport or dreading the fact that yeah. I'm about to get on a flight, I'm like, you know what? It's almost, I've just done two weeks of shows and this is my holiday. I'm allowed a drink. I'm going to sit in a chair and I'm going to watch movies. People are going to bring me food. They'll bring yeah. me more alcohol. I can mm-hmm. sleep whenever I want. And I have no reason to feel guilty about any of these things that I'm doing. Grown up baby. Right. Loving it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely loving Sounds it. Sounds super good. So, when does the, when does the kind of wake up panic, holy shit moment happen? This is when it happens. Well, here's the thing. There never was one. So I've uh, finished checking in my stuff. And, the, and, then the, and then the guy said to me, he's gone, you're incredibly calm. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you know, the the flight's about to close. And I was like, what are you, I'm three, three hours early. And then this that was the first moment that I realized, oh, no, no, the flight was, it was, you know. And so this is when you're checking your bag in at the counter? Yeah, at the counter. So... So when she says that, you still have to go through security, get to the gate, and get on the plane. Yeah, and there was yeah. already, and the plane's already on go to the gate. That's what it's on yeah. when I go through yeah. the, it's on go You're to the like gate. You're just like a cowboy, though. I mean, that's how it used to be. Before this whole friggin' September 11th, I would leave my house and get to the airport. If, if, if I wasn't walking to the gate as they were opening the door to get on, if, it was, if that door wasn't already open, I was like, next time I'm going to leave five minutes later. Right. But now, so you were just cowboying it. But That's it how cowboys do it. Right. But, but here's the thing. I could never do that with my normal personality. Oh, I could The only either. reason that I was oh, no calm way. was that I had no awareness. No But way. for a moment, that guy thought I was really cool. Like, he was, he thought, this cat is one of the coolest, most related. He does not care. He's checking in his stuff. He's wandering through. But you know what I think the lesson there is? Be cool. No. <laughs> Be cooler. It's really hard to tell the difference between a dumbass and a cool person. (laughs) And so don't be so jealous of cool people because they might just just be be dumbasses. Right. They might just people, they're oblivious to the consequences. My wife is always trying to get us to leave for the airport later than I want to leave. Okay. And uh, my thing is like, look, I get there early. I don't have any anxiety. Like, why why would we sit at the house and wait till... It's just the right time to go when instead of spending that 15 minutes in the house, we'll just spend it at the airport and we're happy. Yeah, And also the airport is one of those places where the minute you walk through the door, tensions can just go through the roof. You know, oh, you could be you thing. could be screwed at any point. It's right. like, oh, there's traffic. We can't get to the place where we drop you off. Oh, there's a giant line. You can't check your bag. Oh, the security is backed up all the way to whatever and, and if you and i noticed really quickly because i would like to think that i am mostly 
a calm enough person. You know, you travel a lot by yourself. You get used to kind of being calm and not getting too pissed off with other people. But if you're under that bit of stress, you mm, suddenly mm. realize how much more nasty a person your brain just immediately becomes. Like, if I'm stressed and running late, uh, you know, at the airport, suddenly I'm like, D- do these morons not know that you have to take your shoes off? Like, yeah. you've had to do it for years. This how slow do you take your computers out? Get them ready. You're in a line. Or someone's paying for something, and you're like, "Did was it a surprise for you that you had to pay?" <laughs> I don't know why we're not. Uh, this is going to be the beginning of a great friendship because <laughs> I am so. I was realizing this today because I had to. I told you I'd take my daughter to the dentist yep. earlier this morning, and we. I left myself a half an hour, and we got there ten minutes late. And I. And you know, there's a part of you in LA that just you cannot believe that it takes 45 minutes to get to that place yep. because it's not that far away. Also because sometimes it doesn't, though. That's the mystery of LA sometimes that people it don't understand. But the difference between being anxious and out of your mind and an asshole is 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. You just say, look, instead, instead of losing my mind on the drive to something, I'm just going to leave 30 minutes early and, and I'm happy. So I figured that out about myself. And so my experience of the world oftentimes is I'm a pretty mellow dude. Right. Because I'm relieved. I'm, from other people's point of view, it's because I'm leaving the house ridiculously early doing some Rain Man behavior. But it's like, no, that's, I'm doing this and then I feel great. But, but I if, think that is the secret. Because it's that time pressure, that stress yeah. of that you can't... I was talking to someone about this the other day. Uh, people's habit of these days of running through uh, on zebra crossings. Do you call them zebra crossings here? Uh, pedestrian crossings on the road. You don't have zebras in. Uh, that's what we call them. Zebras. Zebra crossings. Yeah. <laughs> Would you call them z- zebra crossings? No, we don't. Though, right? well, you mean the crosswalk? The thing. crosswalk. It's right? the stripes. That's, but, yeah. See, that's creative. That's how they, you do it. <laughs> Australia is so. We watch the Australian news, and you put a Y on everything. <laughs> You're always making up. America's so big that the the rate that we make up slang is kind of glacial, you know. Right. So we end up kind of getting things from other places, like gutted. People are finally now here saying, "Oh, it's gutted when I found out <laughs> something." So we'll probably be calling it zebra zebra crossings, and if you, we'll probably be calling it zebra crossings because we don't even know that you're saying zebra. All right. We just know it's cool, and so, we'll start doing it. Well, the, the, there's a habit that I've noticed recently where people. Uh, if someone's on the first part of... Americans, are, I think, are pretty polite drivers when it comes to pedestrians. Uh, mm. in, in Australia, uh, less and less so. And often you'll find if someone's on the first, like, you know, lane of traffic on the crosswalk and the person in the car's on the second lane, they'll just go. You know, yeah, yeah. they're in that bit, I'm in this bit, I'll just go. That happens here where you're on the first... You're on the first half of the road, mm. people going the opposite direction on the other half... They keep going until you get to the middle. Yeah. That happens here a little bit. It's so, particularly scary when you're walking with a like an eight year old kid. Well, but this is but this is my thing. It it should be scary all the time because I'm get, you're in a killing vehicle, like as you know the motorist is in a killing vehicle and the other person is a pedestrian. And if you stop, it takes five seconds. Well, you know, at, like, even if, even if it took two minutes, right? Out of how how much of your day? How many times do you waste two minutes? Look, I am. Like, here's here's the two choices. Number one, some kind of walking stick that I start banging on the hoods of cars, <laughs> or number two, and this one I like better, is a is a 
tennis ball gun. Like you get dead oh, tennis balls yeah. and you can shoot them at car doors where it won't even dent the car, but it'll make a loud noise. It'll freak the shit out of the person in there. So, and I'm, I'm advocating the tennis ball gun for pedestrians and you can shoot that at other cars from your car. Right. When people do a, a ridiculous thing, you just boom. And that's going to freak them out. Cause half the time they're texting someone too, when they're about to run over a child. This is it. And look, I, I sometimes you start to hate the things that you noticed yourself doing. Like I had to consciously make the decision to put my, to not take out my phone in the car anymore. Because one of the things that I hate is people on the phone in the car. It's really dangerous and you shouldn't be doing it. And if my phone is there when I'm at the traffic lights or whatever, and Here's, here's how you make the world a nicer place. Because here's where people get pissed off, is in that one second, right? The one second where the light changes and the person doesn't you know, turn because they were on their phone for that one second. Mm -hmm. And so then the person behind them gets pissed off and like, you know, to toots their horn at that person. So now they're pissed off and you're pissed off. And then that goes out into the world. Whereas if I was just polite in my car and wasn't looking at my phone and was concentrating on the road, and then the person behind me would go, well, you know, they probably went on their phone, they just missed the light. I won't be too angry. And the other person goes, I'll stop at the zebra crossing. And then, you know, the world's a bit of a nicer place. But it's those moments, I think, where we're like a powder keg now, where I think often when, like, you know, politicians come out and, like, they come up with these new you know, healthcare policies or policies about, you know, foreign policy, they're all very important things. But if the UN just got together and we all agreed um, what side of a footpath we would, of the pavement we would walk on as a world... You know, if you're going mm -hmm. in one direction, walk in this on this side, and if you're going in the other direction, walk on this side, and we or some sort of courtesy on you know elevate. Just be nice. Well, you can't. Yeah, that would be good. But I always feel like, and I've thought about that rule, and I think it's you have to do whatever the cars do in that. I agree. Country that seems whatever fair, right? So if in America, we're Go on the, the right side, and in the uh, in Australia, you're Makes on sense. the are you on the left? You're on right. the left there, right? Um, but so let me tell you this story. This happened yesterday. I went to the bank. And you know, the bank here, I, I don't know if you have the banks the same. We have banks. Yeah, but you get in one line and then you, when you're in the front of the line, you go to the next available teller. Do you have that? Yes. Okay. So that's what's going on at the also, bank. Also, I was at a rental car place today. So I, I understand that idea of, you know, everybody, lining up and then you Everybody's go to the in next one teller. line right. and the, when you're in the front, whoever, yeah. whichever place. So, so all the tellers are busy. Um, there's no one in the line. Me and this woman come from the opposite entrances of the bank oh. to the line. Uh -huh. She be I have to go around to get in, and she kind of beats me to the front of the line, but she doesn't go up to the front. She stops and gets a slip out, and so I walk past her and get go to the front, because I have my deposit slip. It's right. filled out. I have my check endorsed. It's all You're ready. ready to go. I'm going to hand it to the lady. Yeah. And then she makes a big deal about what I was in the line. What do you, you know, I'm... I'm next in the line. And she's filling out the paper. So I say, are you ready? She says, yeah, I'm ready. I say, okay, by all means, please yeah. go ahead of me. And I kind of made a little bit of a flourish about it. Um, but I, got I, think, I think in that situation, a flourish is called for. And, and then, so it wasn't time for her to go yet. Right. So then she gets her pen again and goes over to the counter and starts writing down to the point where I have to say, excuse me, ma'am, that lady down there right. is ready for you. She walks down to the end, has to borrow a pen there because the other one was attached to the thing from the teller so now she's filling out her deposit slip while i'm standing there i was ready to go the person next to her finishes up her business and then i go to that window my deposit is complete she's still over there filling out her paperwork so i walk over to her mm. and this is where i probably should have kept my mouth shut but i just said 
You know, the reason I asked you if you were ready was because I was ready. Yeah. And if you had just let me go, I would have been finished before you even finished your paperwork. She looked at me like like I was a raving lunatic and rolled her eyes at the teller. Can you believe this aggressive nut? And it was like, you know, I feel like all I'm trying, all I felt like I was trying to do was, look, I'm just trying to explain to you that the world would be a slightly better if place we all just... if you work towards the common goal of helping each other out a little bit. And so I wasn't trying to steal something right. from you by getting ahead of you in the bank line. I was trying to make sure we all got out of here as fast as possible. What you did was insist on the fact that you got here one step ahead of me so you could make me wait in line for no reason. But, I, you know, you can't explain. This is what I wish well, I could this have explained is, This her. is the problem is that in explaining that, it always makes it worse. When she, I realized as soon as I said something and she rolled her eyes at me that all I wanted to do was just go, oh, I can't believe these nuts! And then, I, then, then you're lost. So I did not do that. I did not do that. But but I absolutely agree with you because it, but if there'd been a line of a hundred people and she was going to miss her place in that line, maybe I get that idea of going. I don't want to miss my place in that line. But even then, she but would have just been behind me. But, but also, if it had been more people, it was like you could fill out your deposit slip right. before you get up to but the. But also, front. there was just two of you. It wasn't yeah. like she was going to miss out on anything by. Yeah. Oh my god! I do find that very, very interesting, though. I mean, I was having that exact same thing today, and I have to remind myself not to get pissed off about this. But at the same time, and the only thing you can do is like, you know, be the change. You know, that's the only thing you can do is learn from the things that piss you off and try not to be the person who does those sort of things. So, so that's why I was saying I should not have said anything to her right. because it did not. My Doesn't help. Alan Havey, who's an American comic. For a long time, his thing is like I don't do adult education anymore. No, I'm not teaching adult education. Because if you have to explain it to them, then they don't fucking. I should have kept my mouth shut. So tell me your what. Well, so today I had to uh, rent a car. uh, You know, for the I'm here for nine days, and so you know I was renting a car, and uh, I. Who do you rent from? uh, I go around. I'm. Look, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love. I love when a story starts with look. I'm going to straighten you out right now. <laughs> no, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm terrible when it comes to that thing because I've never had one universally good or bad experience with anyone. So often it just has to do with I'll just go online and whatever the, yeah, whoever's doing the best the deal cheapest, or whoever's, right, yeah. I'll just go with that. Uh, yesterday it was, it was a completely different thing. I stupidly, I'd, I'd booked, a, I'm in town, I'd booked a hotel for a, I'd been trying to get a place. We were talking about this just before we started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because when I'm here for, like, I'm, 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 I'm in town for, like, six or eight weeks, I'd rather get a place for that time rather than be in a hotel for... Yeah, because the rest of our lives, we're staying in hotels. And so, you know, while it might sound like to people, like, ah, oh, staying in a hotel, that's fun. Like, when you're six weeks of, oh. like, I'm not in town for a gig, I start to feel like Howard Hughes or something when I'm staying in a hotel, you know? Well, I don't like the... I don't need the maid to come in every day or the housekeeper, whatever we're calling those people. I just, if I'm there for four or five nights, I don't, maybe I get some clean towels, but it's like, I don't need you to change my sheets and clean towels every day. Not that I'm an animal, but it's like, look, I can use the same towel for three days. Right. And also the other thing is that I don't need to be in that closer proximity to a minibar. I just don't like, I have in my own house, Here's, here's how I... This is my level of self-control. My level of self-control starts at the supermarket. Uh-huh. If yeah. I don't buy the stuff, like right. when I'm in the supermarket and I'm supermarket will and I'm shopping, I go, don't buy those. 
And then when late at night, when idiot late at night, I want to eat chips, Will, we'll eat those things. You'll eat the food out of the little snack bar thing. Like, I just eat it. And I wouldn't do it during the day. So it's not the bar part. It's not the little whiskeys. No, no. It's the chips and the uh, chocolate and that kind of stuff. That's exactly what it is. And particularly in America, because they're unfamiliar candies to me. And so I feel like I'm in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah, that's how I feel. I definitely... I once went to the grocery store in New Zealand and took a picture of the ice cream snacks right. because it was like, I can't believe, it's like an alternative universe. Right. You know, it's like I just got out of the TARDIS and I'm someplace, <laughs> you know, like, holy cow, look at the chocolatey dessert things you can get here. And that's what I'm like. I will try anything at least once. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I better see what that's like. They think it's good enough to put in a hotel or courtesy bar. I'm going to eat some of it. But the thing about that, though, is you could just go, you don't have to eat out of the mini bar. If you just go downstairs within a block, you can go to a convenience store. But here's America. the thing. This is the point that I'm saying to you is that I won't like if I went into a convenience store I won't buy those things or I might buy one but if I'm stuck alone in a hotel room late at night the excuses I will make to myself about why I should be eating that thing so uh-huh. anyway, I all want... right, yeah, good. So you want to get a place? I want to get a place. This is the rental car story, right? Right. I, this is the... I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want to get a place, and uh, so I'd been I'd left it a little late because I've been trying to get a place and I couldn't get one. And anyway, long story short, the hotel that I normally stay at, which is kind of a, a nice mid-level price hotel that I enjoy staying at, I could not get in for the three days. I could get in for the rest of the, this bit of the trip, but the first three days I was here, they were completely booked out by the time that I... Mm-hmm. So I was going to take some of those luxurious two or three hours I had in the Air New Zealand uh, luxury lounge to uh-huh. book a hotel for the three nights before that. No, oh, it's it's LA. It, I'll be fine to find a nice hotel in the time that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I turned out was running late for my flight, so I didn't have the time to go and right. book a hotel. So when I arrived last night, I didn't even bother hiring a car. Like when I got in, because it was like it was eight o'clock at night or something when I got off the plane. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay at an airport hotel. I'm going to go to the one. You know, they're always around the airport. They oh, have yeah. airport hotels. Yeah. I'm going to go and stay at like an airport hotel, and then tomorrow morning I will just walk across the road to the car rental places, rent the car. You live in the same part of town as you know the that kind of airport area. Like it's it's right. easier You'll just actually. Come over here. It's much easier. Boom, boom. I was coming yeah. over here today. Perfect. Great. Solid plan. Right. What happened? So. <laughs> so. Something goes wrong. Well, I mean. The, only, the the two things that went wrong was, firstly, that I thought I could just, you know, wander in and I'll shop for a rental car. So I went down to the Avis first, but they had like a line that was around the block. So I thought, you know what? I'll go down to the budget. It's, Meanwhile, it's, you're wheeling your bag and all your crap I was wheeling there. my bag with me. Yeah. I did consider earlier that morning, I had another plan, which was I would go and rent a car, then I would bring it to the hotel and then, yeah. you know, feel, which, yeah. as it turned out, probably would have been a better plan. But mm-hmm. I didn't go with that. I, uh, so I've rented the, uh, so I've gone in, so budget uh, was where I ended up. It had the shorter line of the two. But you didn't go on from the hotel's internet and just rent a car online and then go to the place where you'd rented the car? That would have been an excellent, excellent idea. next time. And that is normally how I would rent a car. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know what? In the spirit of this winging adventure that I was having, where I got... The night before, when I got off the plane, I didn't. I hadn't booked a hotel. I dragged my bags, and I went to the first hotel, and I said, can I have a room? And they said, we're full. And so I dragged my bags to another hotel, and I said, can I have a room? And they said, yeah, we've got a room. I didn't choose it. I chose it. Chose so it based- you didn't get any no rate, just like, I want a room, What charge me yep. whatever you want. Yep. As it turned out, it's quite inexpensive to stay near the airport. <laughs> well, that's what I would have thought, except oftentimes... 
there's a different rate for like if you go on the internet to right. book that room and it's like well maybe they're going to show up maybe they're not then the rate is cheap but when you're standing at the desk like this guy's going to check in no matter what i say it's like okay that's 40 dollars more for that no i think well but it, but, I, I, but I didn't hear what not. the other rate was but I, I i think it's more in the position of at 8 30 at night we got to do this what well they're not gonna yeah i mean the, the rooms are probably on a cheaper rate because they're like well you know it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen otherwise yeah. So uh, anyway, it was it was actually quite a nice hotel. I I enjoyed. I got a good night's sleep. I'm ready the next day. I thought, well, let's continue this winging adventure. You're a right. wild and crazy guy. You're just gonna walk in and you're gonna just rent a car. Nail it. Right. Yeah. So I've gone in the budget and there was a very long line. It wasn't as long as the Avis line though. So anyway, it didn't matter. I had a little bit of time up my sleeve. I had my. Um, I was listening uh, to a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm fine. I'll just stand in line for a bit. I'm not in a rush. That whole great thing of. I wasn't stressed. I didn't have to be somewhere immediately. You know, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. But then, so the the line's well out the door. And so it's one of those, you know, as as people can imagine, it's one of those things where, you know, they've got inside, they've got the people lining up and you go around the little... uh, Mm What do you call those? Whatever it is, you know. The the ropes. They they wiggle around the ropes. Mm -hmm. But there are people, like, well out the door. And inside, people just would not shuffle up. They wouldn't, like if someone moved forward, you'd see people just lolling around on their bags and they wouldn't shuffle up in the line. Yeah, And I was me. like, there's people out the door. There's people blocking, like people can't yeah. get in and out because the line's out the door. But you've got your big bag and you're leaning on it behind you and taking up three spaces. And mm-hmm. then I noticed that I was getting pissed off about something that had, yeah. I mean, it had nothing to do with me. I was already in the line. I was already inside. But I was just getting angry at people. Being no, I get angry about Not that. caring about other I've people. I've got a little thing in my act about that exact thing. <laughs> where people won't, where they're just like, what, I'll decide when we all get to move, you know? I, that, I don't like that. But then, right, you're the crazy person. You can't say, let's, let's tighten up the line. Uh, the amount of times that people have been standing around the baggage carousel at an airport... And I've wanted to, like, get up in front of everyone and just say, guys, let's all just take one step back. Your bag will come out. And when your bag comes out, you step forward so you can get your stuff and you don't have to barge through people. I'm standing three feet back and... (laughs) Inevitably, someone will come and stand come in front right of you. in front of you. I already have position. And then you have, I'm standing and then you here. have to say, excuse, <laughs> excuse me. me. And they look at you like you're an ass when it's like, I'm picking up my bag. Yeah. Your bag is not here. You're, I'm, let me get my bag. And if worse comes to worse, it's on a carousel and it will come around again. And it's This is not your only opportunity to all, ever grab your bag. All of these other squishy <laughs> things are people. They're just like you. Right. They're just, they're not part of your family, but they're just, they're person, just like you. They're not... They're not just something that's bothering you in your way. They're people. Could you just let the other people do the things that they want to do? Let's all try. Yeah, no, people won't. Yeah. So you get in. Do you, do you get the rental car? Oh, yeah. That's you fine. Yeah. That all oh, worked out fine. I. Do you know about uh, what's the Enterprise picks you up? Do you know about that? What do you mean? Enterprise rental car. So you can be in your hotel somewhere. Yeah. And you say... Oh, I made a mistake. I need a I need a rental car. You call up Enterprise. You make a reservation. They drive to get you at the hotel. Take you back to the Enterprise place. You fill up the paperwork and then you leave. Wow! It's like a free ride to the Enterprise rental place. See, that's and sometimes I think you can you can if you're close enough that the guy can get back. You don't even have to go in. But 
Yeah. See, that's that would be handy for me because the problem with renting a car is that um, you know, like a in LA, you can't not have a car. But if I'm staying in hotels like I am this time, you know, they're they're charging you to park your car like yeah. in the hotel every night and stuff like yeah. that as well. And so I don't really need a car every day, but I do need a car. Enterprise is good for that. And uh-huh. then there's also these other kind of uh, phone. It's not an app, but I can't remember what it's called. But there's a there's one where you say you want a car and you can you hire a it's not a taxi but it's like a taxi and it comes to pick you up slightly cheaper than a taxi on your phone you say you you want it there my friend nigel who i who's on my podcast was telling me about one in canada where it's a rental car you go on your phone and it tells you where the rental cars are for this particular company you've already put in all your information so it tells you oh there's one two blocks that way and a block over you just say, I want to book that car. You go, you get in that car, you drive to the bar where you're going to meet your friends. You ditch it. Now that's not your car anymore. Somebody else, somebody else's problem. <laughs> oh! And it goes back in the system. Oh so God. then someone else rents it from there. That's the you, greatest system of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's where I think we have to eventually be headed. Right. It's like those, uh, that's essentially the, the equivalent of those city bikes. You know, you ever been one of those cities where they have the yeah. You, so you can like pick up the bike one place and then they drop it off some other place and yeah, they always seem to be slightly more expensive than you wish they were. Right. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> well, um, we've we've come to the end of this, Jake. This that's is it. Oh, that's well, how I feel pretty is. good about it. I yeah, thought, I thought it was easy. pretty good. Right? I look forward to the next time I, be, I get to be a guest, Charlie. I, you know, I, I, well, let's hope that you, we can do forty-two of those. So that we can, like... Yeah. yeah. And that, okay, that's going to be my goal. I, I want to do as I'm many of these. At, at one a year, yeah. I'll be honest. I right. don't want to get into my age again, but I don't know if I'm going to make it. Well, you know. 42 more? Well, we don't have, you never know. We might get it. You know, you might have a good couple of good years. Around my birthday. I'll have you on around my birthday. Because <laughs> okay. I like you. All right, <laughs> For sweet. me. This sweet. is also how, basically, I get to hang out with my friends. So this Yeah, well, then you're well. going to come and be on my podcast eventually. See, that's how it works, right? right? Um, uh, Jake Johansson, you can find him in Australia uh, on July the 12th and the 13th at the Sydney Comedy Store. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Jake This is your website and Twitter? Yeah, jakethis.com and at jakethis on Twitter. And then my podcast is called Jake This of Jake Johansson. That way you don't have to know how to spell my last name. Right. Ah, see, that's That clever. was the idea. Yeah, right. That was the idea. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it's a great podcast, so make sure you check that out as well. Um, if you want to uh, review our podcast, uh, if you listen to it on iTunes, we always love if you'd leave a review on iTunes because it keeps us up the top of the charts. And uh, thank you uh, to the people who do the TOEFOP quotes both on Twitter and on Tumblr. Um, if you uh, have a quote from the show that you like, just tag it on uh, Twitter or Tumblr with TOEFOP quotes in it they will put it on their pages they are really awesome at doing that uh i want to uh, plug some gigs actually i am in uh seattle uh it will be this week uh, when this goes up so uh i'm at the parlor in seattle so it's my first time doing my own shows in uh, seattle so if you're in seattle or the greater seattle era <laughs> area and if you're an american it's yep. parlor Pa- yeah, pa- yeah, rhymes with. <laughs> you said pala. Pala, yeah. And that's par- a, in America, par- that's yeah. parlor. Yeah, it's parlor. It's got two R's in it. Yeah, where, where are you? Because we do have a lot of um, uh, American listeners as well. So are you, where, where are you going to uh, be in the next couple of weeks? Well, this week, I'm going to be at the Greek Theater in LA opening up for Barry Manilow, which is exciting. Oh, my God. I can't I believe that we've only got to this yeah, at the end I know. of the podcast. See, now you know about that little thing. So we'll Right. Be... Is that the first time that you've opened for Barry Manilow? No, I did. Have you done it before? I did a couple of dates with him last year. And it's, I mean, not that. Uh, 
I had somebody in his team kind of recommended me, and it turned out to be a, a really fun mix. Anyway, so right. Well, no, I, I, we don't have to. Um, you know, I want to know a little bit about this because I read a, an amazing article about his fans who have a name. They call themselves Fanalos. Fanalos is that yeah, what it is? I know they're the that. original believers, I suppose. The, That's he what Justin... actually has a joke in his show where he talks about when he started. And he goes, uh, you know. I was the Justin Bieber of my time, right? Which is kind of cute and funny. And then he goes, "Ask your mother." <laughs> <laughs> I imagine his crowd would be a fun crowd, though. Like, fun. You know. Well, it's you know, there's not a, there's always a little bit of that kind of. Why is there a comedian on before yeah, Barry? Shut Miller? up! Where's Barry? Sure. Yeah, but but that's so like. You know, maybe two or three people are thinking that. Most of the people are like, "Oh, we get this too. Yeah, let's watch. Let's watch this." And so you get one laugh, and then they're kind of on board for the. And I'm not there that you know, it's 25, 30 minutes, right. so it's sort of just about the time they're like, "Well, come on, where's?" Barry? And then it's time for Barry, and oh, so it's fun. It's very so it's fun. exciting. And so after that, so after I'm doing Barry, that, then I'm going to. Um, then I got a, just a couple of. Uh, I'm doing a pro, uh, thing in Mill Valley in the square up in Northern California. I'm going to do a corporate in Orlando, then off to New Zealand. And then I'm doing the Montreal Festival. Are you doing it this year? I am doing Montreal. So we're going to see each Ah, other there we go. Let's be on each other's podcast All right, there we go. How about that? That's a date. And you're allowed to have drinks, right? What do do you mean? In general? I feel like I'm one of the few comedians that's allowed to have drinks still. There's a lot of comedians who don't have drinks anymore. What is that about? People well, not having drinks. Well, I think they've everybody's making decisions on their own about their lives and what's well, good I suppose for them. that's fine, but I still feel a little judgmental about that. I mean... I feel like, well, <laughs> look, I... I <laughs> thank God it's up to the end. Thank God it's us who's in charge of deciding we have to stop. You know, that's the, that's the real good news. Because if it was up to someone else, I might have already had a whistle blown. I have received, uh, just to use an analogy, uh, that you, I've received the yellow card a couple of times, but uh, oh, not the red card. No, no, well, no. Know, I, you know, I mean, we all have. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, I, anyone who listens to this podcast knows Yeah, in the future it would be one of those things where if you wanted to have a drug and alcohol counsellor, have a listen to this and just kind of analyse yeah, the amount of times I touch. So I'm drunk at this club in... <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say, you know, the free drinks... <laughs> are a job benefit right. but they can also be a job hazard and so you just got to keep keep an eye on that line yeah i think the line's important as i always say to people i want to be able to enjoy myself forever and if you enjoy yourself too much for too long you have to stop and i always think you know and that's what eventually happens the people who who go too hard for too long eventually mm-hmm. you get to a point where you have to stop or it's going to kill you or destroy you or whatever yeah you always want to keep on that line that you can keep going you know you always want to keep it, it fun so that you never have to go i can never do this again right i can tell and that's the message of this podcast people. this is, this is going to be a really good friendship <laughs> I, I feel like we're off to a good start all right see ya <laughs>